0: Exactly where we are. I can highlight and all of that. Uh, Oh, no, I know you're on a computer, but you're also on location. I was going to take over some of the. Uh,
1: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll uh, I'll just relax on the. Oh, wait. (laughs) I was going to like, let me relax on the beach. (laughs) I'm not at the beach. Although if you want, though, during this live stream, I can technically take you to the beach and show you what Maui looks like. Sorry.
0: Nah, it's fine. It's like, Here, I will click on this comment from David Burns. Let's go! See, I'm totally doing my job as a producer. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Best of Our Week, where two old tech nerds share the oh best tech of their week. And uh, last week, we, we pulled off what I thought was a pretty solid on-location stream. This oh, week, yeah, right. TK Bay, on-location. We're, we're we're making we're we're put taking the show on the road. The show is now a traveling show. Um, no more smartphones and tablets and computers. We're going to talk about hotels and room service and amenities and how to get the most out of your frequent flyer miles. I'm one card at some gadget guy, as always, joined by my uh, my buddy my brother from another mother, <laughs> another Mr. Mother. TK Bay. And uh, hey, where, where where might you be? Because right now, it, it, on the video feed. I can't see any discerning <laughs> landmarks behind you. It's I'm, a total mystery to... where you could be.
1: I'm, I'm totally off location. No, uh, on location somewhere outside of the continental U S. Um, and I don't know why I just did the princess Leia hair over here. I just need to put the headset back on. Cause I was like, Hey, there you go.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it was cause Got you could some see cinnamon something buns going on there. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, I am at the, so I am at the Qualcomm tech summit of 2022 here in Maui. Um, surprisingly it was the week after the Mediatek event that he you know one and i had a chance to you know hang out maybe there.
0: not too surprisingly given the competition <laughs> in the semiconductor industry i think that surprisingly might because they're like a, design. Uh,
1: it, it was moved it, it yeah so typically we have the summit a week after the holiday uh the thanksgiving holiday so this year we're a week before but i will say this there was a lot of announcements done there was a lot of updates done there was a lot of talk about future tech um and surprisingly which is really one of the things i really enjoy the most is so the surface pro 9 5g that Juan and i have the opportunity to be able to test out that we're i'm actually on right now and juan is holding of course up for us is uh is powering my connection to the internet to using yeah. 5g connectivity so i am not only am I remote remote i'm flat out remote as if i'm using You're my phone but i'm on a jeep I'm the G's, my friend. I'm, I'm so much in the G's. It's, uh, like I'm going to stop right now. I was going to go into it. A... Yeah. So long story short, um, it's still technically one of the best solutions that they had, and they demonstrated it on stage. So I was really excited to see you know, a piece of tech that I currently have in my hand still being kind of like the relative conversation. So the microphones yeah. that you're hearing me on are from the Surface Pro. I'm not using the, the Surface headphones. I'm only using these nice. for sound because I don't want everybody here hearing Juan shout at me. Yeah, because it would look bad.
0: <laughs> I turned my mic volume down. So again, also, you know, for every podcast that we do, if there's a level check that you guys, like, you're hearing something funky, just let us know. Um, so anyway, if you don't I'm really, really excited. Enough, please, as well. um, yeah. th- this has been kind of a change for me over the last couple of years. You know, like, I used to care about the components yeah. in our phones and tablets and computers and stuff. I used to build my own PCs. But specifically yeah. over the last two years, I've been getting deeper and deeper in the weeds on what's going on in the semiconductor industry. And so going from MediaTek last week to Qualcomm this week, these are the two titans of mobility mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and mobile communications. Um, I, we've got a whole list of things here, and I don't want to yeah, get too long there's a, on this, no, no, on no, this uh, kind of remote connection. right bright and early um, for me, yeah. <laughs> we'll see but, how long I mean, we'll we, we've, we've all been kind of keeping up with the news, you know, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. Is that where you want to start? Do we want to talk about... Phone SoCs and kind of go from there?
1: I, I think we could probably start off with the phone SoCs. I mean, it, 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 this Agent 2 has been, I think, we've like, been covered enough. I mean, a lot of people already kind of posted about it. There's a lot of aspects of it that we're, we're going to dissect and talk a little bit, like the different components, mm-hmm. like, you know, Snapdragon Sound, Snapdragon Computing, obviously, and then we have also ray tracing, which is a big thing that we heard last week. So this is seems like it's the focus for mobile computing is to bring us yeah ray tracing from the PC. But when we talk about computers, like you were saying, I saw the video that you posted, you know, talking, you know, Tensor, HN1, 9200. Where are we now as far as the conversation? So I'll let you lead with that since this is, you know, your little baby that kind of (laughs) went on. But for sure. um,
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me jump in there. I I, I think from 20, the end of 2020 to the end of 2022, we've been in a holding pattern where we've been, see- we've been realizing these enormous performance gains at the expense of thermals and battery life. And I think that really came to a head at the beginning of 2022 with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 um, yeah, not really performing up to a lot of enthusiast expectations. I mean, we're talking about some bold claims from from Qualcomm and the uh, handset manufacturers, and I feel that that was better realized with the eight plus Gen one in the second Absolutely. half of the year. But far fewer mm-hmm. phones were released with that SOC. So when I look at the or landscape even worse. going into, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, when no, when so, when released,
1: they're so, so throttled. It's not even. It's not even the right. same experience. Well, yeah.
0: Except for, I mean, like, you get, like, a standout. Like, for every phone like that, there's a Xiaomi 12S Ultra that rocks my socks. It's a legitimately good performer. But getting into 2023, we're going to kick off the first half of 2023 with a trio, a legitimate trio in the international market where I don't think we've had this kind of strong competition on all three sides. Usually it's... Qualcomm leading in this one way, MediaTek kind of playing in the mid-range, and then Exynos, you know, sort of eating paste in the corner. I mean, it's it's been kind of lopsided. And so this is what's really making me excited for 2023. MediaTek is taking a slightly different, more forward-thinking approach to the Dimensity That's 9200. Right. Tensor mm-hmm. is a more machine-learning AI approach that is not winning in benchmarks, but is getting real work done. And now Qualcomm yep. has kind of a split approach. They're still maintaining some legacy support for 32 bit applications, but they're mm-hmm. also, I think, making some of the most aggressive claims based on the generational improvements from HN1 to HN2. So I, I'm just really curious like, what has been, obviously, you're at the Qualcomm Summit, you're, you're at their media event, so I'm sure that the energy is, is pretty positive. But I'm, I'm sure there have also been some frank discussions about, hey, year over year, we keep getting these promises, but when the phone actually makes it into our hands, it's not really what that looks like. What if some of those conversations look like as you've been able to kind of, you know, poke around through some of these, uh, these events?
1: So I I will say I've had some, some candid conversations with some people over at at Qualcomm during a closed session, which I'll be able to talk more on Monday about. I hate doing these things. This is one of the few events I go to where things have happened and right. I can't talk, and about, them. Can't we'll talk about them. you can't talk about them. So thank I you for joining me. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, so, no, uh, I'll say this. The, the Obviously, yeah, this is Team Qualcomm. Everybody's very hyped about the Agent 2 Obviously, it's a generational upgrade. The second generation TSMC uh, you know, process uh, processor. No, no pun intended, um, the overall feel this year with, with Qualcomm is also kind of like leveraging a lot of all, all the other things around what te- what the agent who can do, but also there are the services. So we're talking compute, we're talking sound, we're talking gaming, we're talking um, connectivity uh, and also different kind of approaches. You know, MediaTek focused heavily on Wi-Fi 7, although Qualcomm barely mentioned Wi-Fi 7, although it is in there, obviously we know it's there. Um, I think the generational improvements that we see are incremental. It is substantial when we compare 8 Gen 1 to 8 Gen 2 because yeah. of said TSMC involvement. And I think that's the biggest influence here. Better performance, lower thermals. And they're they claiming really big numbers about 45% yeah. on thermal uh, savings. And that, that is music to my ears because to me, mm-hmm. if I want to play a fo- on a phone for a certain amount of time, last thing I want is mm-hmm. am I cooking breakfast at the same time? So, well, we both will use say, the
0: Red Magic, and uh, no, no, absolutely. I got to play God, on no. a controller with their Red Magic <laughs> uh,
1: c- c- controller, or, or yeah, no. Especially if you're playing Undead Horde at 120 frames per second, you are cooking, right. my friend. Even <laughs> with a fan, it, it actually ran yeah. hotter because it was pulling battery cooling
0: power, cooling the SOC. Even, but... yeah, yeah, cooling so, the SOC, okay, but yeah, yeah, it was right, like, right. A, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but long story kind of it, summarizing it a little bit. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the excitement seemed to be a little bit more around the, the, the capabilities that we could do with the technology. I mean, there was a technology that I did a video on that referenced the ability of doing better face unlocking using uh, a specialized hardware that would work on the HN2, but even you know other generations. Uh, I think it's a closer race than that it's ever been. I think the reality at the end of the day, if we really look at it, I think if you pick up a Tensor, you pick up a MediaTek, an 89, you know, 9200 or an HN 2, I feel like the experience should be similar. From a user standpoint, we should not be able to tell, you know, is this running this one, this one, or this one. It's going to come down to maybe sometimes capabilities that maybe are available on one one over the other. I think Snapdragon Sound is a definite... um, didn't they announce a
0: major partnership? Um, So Bose officially... Bose, that's right. But, but yeah, yeah
1: so they finally hit on stage. They're like, we finally got Bose. And I'm like, right. uh, it's like, you know, when you're trying to go for your sweetheart and you're like, hey, how you doing? You know, a few years later, hey, we're engaged. <laughs> um, no, so Bose is on board officially and they're supporting them. And they're going to, if you, so if you own the QC2s, uh, I don't know if anybody in the chat has, I don't have the Bose. Uh, what's As you can see, I have the Surface ones right now. Um, they're going to be supporting uh, Snapdragon Sound and they're also going to be bringing it in Spatials. Hey, okay. We, we we purposely not purposely, sure. accidentally, purely not accidentally, accidentally yeah. he went with that one, and I went with this one. Well, Did not. I've call been
0: using the Surface, so I've been connecting my Surface to my Surface. Hey, I heard you like the Surface, so I put a Surface in your Surface. Um, sorry, that was a terrible joke. Um, Absolutely. So so I, I completely vibe with your assessment, and and it's the yeah. um it, it's the I'm I'm giddy with anticipation, looking into what phones are going to be doing next year. Yeah, we're we're talking about some extremely nuanced performance at very high tiers before I think we'll see where these chips differentiate. And it's, it's not foregone conclusions. Again, it, it's app by app, not benchmark by benchmark. And and what I showed mm-hmm. in my video was how the Pixel Seven Pro can absolutely murk an eight yep. plus Gen One in LumaGPU. This power. is like the new. No. It's the new, exciting video editing app. It's it's from iOS. It's finally coming here to Android. It's desktop-grade editing software. And if you followed the benchmarks, you would think that the Pixel was garbage. The 8 Plus Gen 1 <laughs> yeah, outperforms it in Geekbench by, like, 30%. I mean, it's not... It, it's an insane performance delta between those two when you run a synthetic benchmark. And the real-world performance of LumaFusion is exactly the opposite. It's about a 30% performance advantage for the Pixel 7 Pro. And, in fact, it's so good on the Pixel 7 Pro, it's out-competing the iPhone 14 Pro. So, this this supposed, like, Apple dominance of silicon was really just marketing at this point. They can generate bigger benchmark scores, but the real-world practicality, you've got to dig deep in the weeds... To find individual specific apps and experiences that perform better on one of these chips and that's another part of the conversation for the people in our chat Mm -hmm. for the people that listen to our podcast that's what i think is going to be fun do you say you really care about gaming i bet one of these chips is going to be better for for gaming do you really care about productivity I think one of these chips is going to end up rising to the top for for work and for AI and for call management and for things like that. I mean, we, we really now have three distinct but mm-hmm. ultra competitive options where the pros and cons are going to matter for the people that really do specific things and have to achieve specific work on their phones.
1: And I think that's going to be the, the, like I said, it's it's where, where you start seeing outside of the... the uh, Outside of, like I said, benchmarks aren't everything. We've said this for, for years. And the reality benchmarks is, benchmarks are increasingly it's... becoming
0: nothing. I, no, I mean, yeah. When, when Qualcomm and MediaTek are talking about all of these AI capabilities, increasingly, what makes your phone go faster is not going to be reflected in a traditional AND 2 score. Uh, again, yeah, it, it measures different You, you are it, completely it misrepresenting a pixel if you only go by Geekbench. Mm-hmm. It's not no. like, oh, well, maybe there's a little difference. It's that these scores increasingly do not predict real world performance and give you the wrong impression over what products perform better at individual tasks. And that's the big concern to me. Like I was just in another chat in another comment on my YouTube yesterday where I made that claim and I was like, hey, it does this and Genshin is actually playing better on a Xiaomi 12T Pro than it is on an iPhone 14 Pro. And the person responds to me like, well, I'll believe that Android's caught up when I see some good benchmarks to verify that the performance <laughs> is there. And you're like,
1: okay, well, you you know, Android says thank point. you. Yeah no no I know, it, it it's it it's um it, it's it's it, I think when a comment like that shows up, it it shows that the person is purely reading articles or conversations that are, I would say, tailored, uh, not necessarily you know done in the in the manner that you're thinking they should have been, um, and then they're right. basically say, well, if I don't see the benchmark, I don't understand it. And, and the reality, yeah, like you said, LumaFusion Fusion is a good example, but there are also like I said, general usage of the phone. You know, the Pixel 7 Pro is an absolute beast. It runs, does everything that you need. It. There's no limitation. The one thing I will say is when we start looking, like you said, when it comes to gaming, when it comes to performance, I think the one thing I loved about the fact of what Qualcomm was able to do is they brought partners with them. Okay, so OPPO went on stage and spoke for them and showed mm-hmm. a demo on their ray tracing technology on their yeah. phones. And I wish we were able to get some of that experience. Although we saw some examples at, at MediaTek. I think the experience, what we saw here essentially is a little bit more um, I feel like, you know, academic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's what happened when you're on the phone and you're mobile, you get calls and you get scams.
0: No. Oh no. But, yeah, but no, Ricky no. is in our chat and he brings up a great point oh, yeah. too, where another one of the sure, partners sure. they brought up on stage was Adobe. So yeah. both the hardware and the software side, I think both camps are now, we finally, I think, crested a critical interest point where consumers yeah. are are amenable to stepping outside of their traditional computer models. Like, I need a yeah. laptop with a uh, Intel, Intel inside. And, and I don't mean to speak ill of Intel. I've done some great work with Intel in the past. But we need to see a diversification, and we need to see different entry points on competition. And, yep. you know, we, we were just talking about LumaFusion. ARM processing doesn't get exciting if we don't have the software to back it up you know, it, it, I, it absolutely, this means hopefully we get DaVinci Resolve on an Android tablet in 2024. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that next
1: year's announcement will be a little bit more forward there. They did mention, so I saw in one of the comments, obviously, the biggest announcement in computing, they talked about, you know, or the, basically the Orion uh, processing power, the Orion chipset, I'm assuming. But it was such a quick announcement that we got nothing out of it except for, you know, we're bringing Orion and then they walked off. Um, it's exciting to see what they're able to do. I think the approach of mobile computing windows on arm i will say has been has never been as good as have had it here on the on on the surface pro 9 5g the 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 instant connectivity the long bat the extended long battery on a flight leaving from la working on it at the airport working on it on the plane before it went off landed i was on it looking things up working all the way through the next day and i didn't kill the device it, it, it's smartphone connectivity and functionality on a pc it's really like you said it's software that's keeping us at this point from saying I we're fully in yeah. adobe's doing great strides i love the fact that they're coming in i was able to using samsung dex on pc to run luma fusion on my server pro night mm-hmm. keyboard and mouse control on an editor on my pc nice. uh so there are things that you can do in apologize for banging it there um I think that's the biggest thing. So you're right. Yeah, it, it is. It's a weird. Um, it's we're seeing how things are developing, but it's exciting when we see, especially when you have three companies coming at it. Right? You have MediaTek, Qualcomm, and, and Google now. You know, for the for all intents and purposes, obviously Exynos, I think, is for the most part just done. There's really not yeah. much. They're not really well, trying to push Exynos uh, anymore. Yeah, Samsung's no, it, focusing it can... Qualcomm.
0: They're going to kind of dump a bunch of phones that I think are just backlog on fabricated chips that they already have in stock. And unfortunately, I think that's going to harm the reputation of the Galaxy A series because they're not great performers. And now they're going up against, I mean, still, even against a Snapdragon 765, but now they're also going up against Tensor 1. Like Samsung made a better chip for Google, even if it runs a little high. I mean, that's going to be a better experience for many consumers on a uh, Tensor over a $400 Galaxy A series. Um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I think this is. I, I was chatting with Adam, Tech Odyssey, uh, mm-hmm. o- over Twitter, and all of these little nuances, all of these little differences, and yet we arrive at 2023 with maybe the strongest lineup. So I'm hoping what we see from Samsung is. They need to take a year off. They need to yeah. focus on their fabrication. They need to focus on their nodes, improving their foundry. We've heard rumors that they're looking to dump like $10 billion over the next year into their uh, fabrication and, and uh, fab processing. That That's not how you say that. Basically into improving their capabilities and their foundry. And I bet yeah. you coming into 2024, we see a new SoC from Samsung which is probably going to be rebranded. You know, it's not going to be an Exynos, but it's really an Exynos, but it's not. It'll be the next. It'll be The
1: next Exynos.
0: <laughs>
1: it's the next Come on. Somebody has, somebody has Samsung sitting there. What can we call the next one? Uh, well, you just said it. It's the next one. So, Exynos. Uh, yeah,
0: we just gave uh, Samsung a billion dollar ad campaign right yes, there. And I hate that. We'll never see a dime. So when no, you see a commercial for a Nexonos, Nexonos in a Galaxy, know that it came from us. We it did It is that. here
1: on November 18, 2022 <laughs> at 722 Hawaiian Standard Time, where the name was I love it. conceived in I there. I love it. No, uh, I, I, think, I, I agree with you. I think uh, for, for the most part, even if Samsung does come back with its own SoC, I'm hoping that it kind of translates a little bit more also to Tensor, which next generation of Tensor, oh, yeah. what Google does. Samsung's in, in, in relationship with almost everybody. This is the weird way when you look at it. Uh, you know, Samsung, you know, obviously they announced their 200 megapixel camera support on their, uh, for, mm-hmm. you know, their, well not announced, they, they, they announced their sensor, it wasn't the technology, sorry, we yeah. have 200 megapixel cameras already, it's mm-hmm. the Samsung sensor that more than likely will be on the S23 Ultra, like it was like reading, like the spec sheet when they were announcing the stuff, uh. like, okay, so the S23 Ultra will have the Snapdragon 8 <laughs> Gen 2, it's going to have <laughs> Snapdragon sound, like I'm reading all, like it's already, hey, did, did, hey guys, me on this spoilers, thing. come yeah, on. Yeah. Just jot this down. Write a couple of articles saying why this is the best thing, and then we're going to have a 200 megapixel camera by Samsung. It's going to have superior auto focusing, 12.5 megapixel bin pictures, and 50 megapixel, uh, you know, quad, uh, uh, quad bin down to 12.5, and anything just send up into 50. But you know, it's ex- so. I'll, I'll say this: I'm excited to see this, um, but it's also kind of a weird. Um, you know, cause we're talking only eight Gen two, right? We're not talking seven yeah. series. We're not talking seven gen or six gen. I have still haven't seen a single six gen or seven gen processor. That I, or at least I haven't heard of one. We're still seeing primarily seven series from two years ago being announced. Yeah, so man. I tried asking about that and I couldn't get any straight answers there. Like at a later time we'll be able to talk. So obviously there'll be more yeah. conversations around that. Um, uh, but, you know, looking also on mobile computing, the S3 and the S5 Gen 2 uh, processors, bringing in spatial audio to lower price tier uh, earbuds. That's a yeah. big move again. So, again, like I said, I'm excited for the ATOs; HG- HG- it's the star of the show. But when you start seeing all the other components that Qualcomm was talking about, that's what I got excited for. The better security, yeah. the better sound, the better connectivity, uh, you know, longer battery life, all the good things. Um, and we're seeing and, that from everybody. That's seen... a good thing.
0: And we've, we're seeing the surge because I don't think Qualcomm has faced this much direct consumer competition, yeah. right? We know MediaTek is dominated in like TVs and MediaTek mm-hmm. actually outsells Qualcomm in sort of entry-level and mid-range phones, but mm-hmm. people don't know that they have a yep. MediaTek and MediaTek has actually been stepping up to try and make their brand a bit more of That's their the end-users' lives. Because they have. They obviously when they talk to their customers they mean manufacturers and manufacturers and send the products to consumers i don't think qualcomm has ever seen from all sides so there's Mm -hmm. there's audio competition samsung is a direct audio competitor now for yeah they went with their own
1: codec exactly they're like we're not going to use your aptX we're going to go straight like
0: use our codec
1: yeah and i feel like samsung will reinvent ray tracing as well but we'll talk about that later (laughs) <laughs> we'll hear. We'll hear.
0: I, we're, we're talking about Samsung. Like, Apple I'm making now. it sound like it's
1: a Samsung. I'm sorry. I'm not For trying sure. to bag. I'm just Look, saying.
0: Uh, Samsung we're totally saying. invented high res audio streaming. Sorry. What did you say, Sony? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, it, this is exactly when, when I go off on my soapbox and I'm being an insufferable old nerd in my YouTube videos and I'm screaming into the void about why you do not want to let YouTube ratchet Mm -hmm. a conversation where we have one big winner and maybe one competitor. It's because of stuff like this. 2023, Mm -hmm. I think, is going to shape up to be a much more exciting year for us enthusiasts because we've got Mm -hmm. multiple strong players in every phase of the industry. Samsung's radios for 5G are getting better. Mediatek, yeah. another wave of five G radios for their mobile products. Chromebooks now have multiple options between x eighty six and ARM SoCs. Google coming back to the tablet game in a really strong way, oh, yeah. and probably maybe finally releasing a foldable mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> next year. We'll we'll have to see. So without all these without without all these um, outside data points, Qualcomm would have been content to coast. If it's just yeah. Qualcomm versus Did Apple, well, you? where else are you going to go? you're going to stay with Qualcomm. So we don't really Little, need I... to do anything. But now if you have mm-hmm. Qualcomm, Google, Samsung, and MediaTek, well, now Qualcomm mm-hmm. has to do some stuff. So this yep. this is a humongous win, and we can't let the YouTube conversation get boiled back down to, well, I mean, but like this is the obvious best, most popular choice. So that's the winner, because that's yep. that's what's going to hurt us in the long run is if we let people lazily describe this whole industry in that kind mm-hmm. of YouTube algorithm kind of way.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, let's not get into the uh, the algorithm and, and all, but I do want to touch one thing uh, to kind of uh, emphasize here, Ibrahim's comment. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't even forget the fact that BBK, as a, a you know the sub brand of BBK uh, and we'll let it focus. I'm seeing myself
0: one. No, no, you just keep talking. It'll eventually get yeah, yeah, so reflective. Yeah, yeah. I don't think my camera is going to. Absolutely pull it off. no. It, so like the co-processors. Uh,
1: I I will not. So the reality of the fact is this. I've been using the X70 Pro Plus to record and take all my bureau on this on this trip again. Yeah, great low light performance. Great handheld camera. gang. You know so. Seriously, uh, at the end, when we start looking at the capabilities and what we're seeing with our mobile devices, we'll have, we have a lot of competition in the camera department. Processing power mm-hmm. and leveraging the secondary NPU, the co-processors that we're talking like BBK has been doing, Vivo has been doing it, Oppo has been doing it with the Mario Silicon X. Um, they also, you know, they're all, Vivo, speaking to that, Vivo and Oppo, both are going to be some of the first companies to support. Uh, Vivo, uh, sorry, Oppo announced that the new Find X will support a Qualcomm hm 2 Vivo is going to be jumping in. They talked to, talk to MediaTek with the Dimensity ninety two hundred. So those are the things that I think that's the exciting part. We're seeing some the ninety two. Okay, so this is the biggest thing for me. That one of the reasons why one is really <laughs> yeah. excited for next year. The ninety two hundred is not going to be limited the way the nine thousand was last year. It's not going to be. It's not going to be just primarily for China only. It's going to Europe. It's going to be internationally available. Maybe getting into the US via maybe a OnePlus or so on. But at, at the end. We're going to see more variations of this, and since one and I luckily we're able to work with some of the European brands like you know Xiaomi and Realme and some of the other companies. Hopefully, we'll be able to actually get a real, you know, honest to God real yeah. phone that actually runs it. Um, and obviously, Tensor's there, so that's the the biggest thing that I can absolutely appreciate. And I want to see more devices that feature uh,
0: the, uh, the IMX the nine uh, eight nine, the, the one inch sensor, or is it? Nine, mm-hmm. I forget the name the, of the, the yeah. Sony nine eight nine. And so we should be. The rumors are we'll be seeing that in a handful of other premium tier phones um the outside rumor is we might see that in a sony pro i2 um Mm. but we're i i feel a bit more confident kind of leaning into some of the rumors on like an x90 it's a perfect Mm. fit for a phone like the x90 so i'm hoping that we see that kind of transition happen
1: yeah, no, no, I, absolutely. And so some of the other things, obviously, it wasn't just all pixel. I mean, not pixels. It was not all just aging. <laughs> one um, The conversation around snap, snapback and uh, sound, and, and Qualcomm did it differently this year from previous years in the sessions. So we had the main keynote, which I think a lot of people were watching from like a streaming conversation. And they had like their own little tech talks or TED talks, I like to call them. Everybody was joking. But essentially, it was like a focused su- subject conversation on a round table type of an experience, except the table was a stage and the presenter was in there. They cover Snapdragon sound, and uh, I forget the name of the uh, the presenter. You worked with her on your sound. Um, oh,
0: right. Uh, now, you just put me on the spot, so I can't remember the uh, name at all. So,
1: no, I'm sorry. It, it, so they, they covered a few technologies, obviously Bluetooth LE, Bluetooth 5.3, but one of the things that really excited me was something that they called AuraCast. So essentially, mm-hmm. it play on Miracast, but this is audio centric and they they, 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 they they drew this picture in my mind it's not a reality yet this is coming um, and essentially is you walk into a bar, you walk into a gym or at an airport, and there are multiple screens playing different content, but they're all quiet. none of them are bombarding you with all that sound and just simply that on your phone you're able to pick whatever stream you want to listen to and you you, you, you know you, you tune into that display, you tune into this display yeah. or if you're at the gym. You can watch that TV that's across the hallway, but you're still listening to the audio, and it's kind of like that experience. Is you know that's the vision that Qualcomm has when it comes to Snapdragon sound to get us to that level. Um, they did talk obviously about adaptive uh, uh, loss, uh, not like that, adaptive uh, spatial audio. They also talked Sarah. about basically
0: her, na- her name you. is
1: Sarah. Sarah, okay, I, you're much better than me. I don't remember the name. If I knew the name, I wouldn't be putting you on the spot. Okay, I'm <laughs> okay. pretty sure it's
0: Sarah McMurray. I want to say. I yes. think that might be her name. I have if to go and look up on, like my own Snapdragon Sound interview. Um, no, no, but no yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just like my brain. W- I was listening to you. I really was. I was. I was ingesting everything that you were saying. But my brain was locked in that search and destroy. What is her name? What is her name? What is her name? Is her name? And if you, it's it's a bad. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm bad I with go names. Go off on like a comedy. Lewis Black stand up comedy routine. I was, I was about to sorry, give myself yeah. a, a stroke. So okay welcome back i'm better now yeah yeah yeah. hey um Um, so so uh this is another one of those interesting aspects of consumer electronics where the competition is what i care about we also have to acknowledge that competition can make things a little bit more challenging for some consumers out there and i think audio is one of those technologies that, while you improve and disrupt, you make it more confusing. Because now, if you've got a Tensor, you can use a PTX and LDAC, but you really don't yep. have support for AptX Adaptive or the newest nope. versions of Snapdragon Sound. I'm playing yep. with those uh, JBL mm-hmm. the earbuds from MediaTek. MediaTek is making a big play in... Uh, in, in wireless and bluetooth audio but mm-hmm. they're not using advanced codecs they're using aac but their big thing is we can also provide like hyper low latency support through these proprietary dongles which is really exciting you can plug your earbuds into a game console or connect them yep. to your phone so i mean mm-hmm. all of these things now like you've got one plus buds they had lhdc and yeah the oneplus 10 didn't support lhdc when it launched for a, so if you your oneplus buds with your yeah, oneplus yeah, 10 do. it took a while you needed to use your oneplus buds with a xiaomi and then you there could you support <laughs> the best audio so again i it like tells- seeing that that qualcomm is putting yeah. a branding on this snapdragon sound helps a lot but it's one yeah. of those things it's like this this market is wide open in a way that i don't think consumers fully understand
1: and not only is it is it so but we're also like you were exactly what you were saying it's the proprietary codex that we're, st- we're gonna we're starting to emerge now samsung finally jumps into the game they're going in with their own codec only works with galaxies and and yep. galaxy buds qualcomm's yeah, jumping like in with that Apex, 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 and, and it's so but that's it is, yeah so if you're in camp qualcomm it also it's not a, so the qualcomm conversation for me is a little bit even more diverse at least with samsung i'm not trying to give them credit. You know that if you're buying a Galaxy, you're getting a Galaxy Bud. You're going to get that experience. Sure. OnePlus sells their Buds, and they don't sell them specifically for their own devices. They sell them to work with anything. Qualcomm's trying to do the Snapdragon Sound marriage between the two by certification, meaning companies have to certify their Buds to qualify for Snapdragon Sound. to have that yeah. sticker. And they, they said that on stage. They said they send in the hardware we certified. So that process also, that's going to increase the price of the Buds. It's not going to make yep. them, you know I mean? That's extra cost on the manufacturing. These, the S3, and I, what I really liked about, though, is when they said that they were going to talk about bringing this into the S3 series for Snapdragon quality, so slightly more mid-tier performance, hopefully maybe around $100. bucks. i am hoping they're able to keep it at around 100 or that will cost it go more. But again, it's a camp. You choose the camp that you like, and you stick with that camp, unless you want to go with something like what we have, like a Theo or something like, a, uh, like an external DAC, like a Bold or a THX. And at that point, you're able to get even better quality. Because we're still talking wireless. All of these are talking right now are wireless. Um, they are... Oh, sorry. Qualcomm did say that they're trying to bring um, better audio for headphones. for So basically, spatial uh, for headphones, not your earbuds. So that's the other technology. And then the lossless, they want to be able to bring it into more um, more technologies, bringing it so that you have much more higher fidelity audio. Uh, you know, the 44 kilohertz so is basically CD quality, wirelessly, true clean. Yeah. Um, but they... To me, again, yeah, it's like you have to pick and you have to do more homework to figure out where you need to, what you get. I think this is
0: funny. I I think this is really funny. I think, you know, kind of like how we talk about video technologies and it's like, well, you know, VHS versus Betamax. It was the adult entertainment industry that sort of settled that showdown. I feel like the great white whale in this fight is maybe going to be Microsoft where windows kind of does a terrible job of supporting all of these flavors of different Bluetooth components and whatever Microsoft maybe starts leaning windows into and working with their hardware manufacturing partners, their laptop partners, their desktop partners that will probably sway a good chunk of the market. And again, if I've got a Snapdragon Sound sticker on my new Asus gaming laptop and I know I'll have that 80 millisecond latency on my Snapdragon Sound badged headphones and then it auto-switches auto to my Snapdragon Sound phone, that becomes a, a compatibility ecosystem that I think benefits a lot of consumers out there and I think that would really seriously motivate a lot of purchases because that's even a that's even a um a crosstalk and a compatibility that Apple can't really quite fully create with their style of ecosystem again like let's say i've got you know a Snapdragon i mean this wouldn't happen because of AMD's relationship but if you could get a Snapdragon sound partnership with a game console and you, mm-hmm. knew your earbuds or your headset would go from phone to PC, to tablet, to smartphone with all of the benefits of this certification. Then, you know, I see people throwing money at that as an audio solution.
1: Uh, no, absolutely. This, it, and it is re- realistically what we all try. Every time we get a pair of buds or I get a pair of buds, I, inevitably a comment saying, how do they work on PC? Because we, you know, yeah. we've converted into that, right? Like right now, oh, yeah. I'm using my headphones with a PC. I'm not using them. Sure. I mean, I typically use them with my phone, but the um, the clarity of the audio, the experience, transitioning from one system to the other, the codec, the support, of the, of the quality of the music. Especially if you use similar services like you're using, you know, Amazon, Cobus, or something like that. You're listening to the high res audio. Switching over to the PC and then you realize, oh, I'm not really, I'm not Mastered anymore. I'm not running on on HD because it, the codec isn't there. I'm getting good audio, yeah. but it's just not what I was getting on my mobile. And then, surprisingly, yeah. for some reason, I didn't realize we did not have a headphone jack on the Surface Pro 9 5D. That like, tried to nope. plug it into it, and I was yep. like, "Oh no!" Like, no, really, like it just obviously. So, service works. I, it doesn't, unfortunately, sadly support USB-C audio because I would have loved to plug in USB-C straight in. Anything to yeah. bring down the load latency, and, and Qualcomm is making some strides at about 48 milliseconds when it comes down to latency for for their aptX codec, yeah. but. You know, I, I honestly feel like what you were talking just a second ago with MediaTek, the dongle experience, and I know it sounds like we're going backwards, but true, true low latency experience will require something faster. BT is getting there. We are not there. There is still some, like in some areas when I'm using these, I'm watching the video and I see audio sync issues. So I'm like, hmm? Like why, why are we I'm there at this time? pretty too. Yeah. Like, so, but in, but in some other, other content I see, you know, it works fine. Like right now I'm listening to you and the sound is synced to your picture. It's not like I'm, you're saying something sure. and 20 seconds later, but yeah, you know, I feel like the dongle, like I, I did the, I tested, so I have the same buds, the JBL ones. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't bring them on this trip. Uh, but you know, I, I use the VR from, uh, the VR P10 from Soundcore. They have a, a built-in dongle as well. Yeah. So these guys, and, um, that's that's the only way I play on my Steam Deck with earbuds. It's just that that's the only way. You gotta play. You plug this little okay. guy in. Right. Does, in the, does right that in one case have a? Yeah. It no no. Does it have this the pass through as well or no pass through on that one?
0: No, mine doesn't have a pass through on it.
1: So that was the only thing I think the P10 that I really loved about it. It allowed yeah. uh, power pass through in, so that you never. But yeah, so you could see. Oops. Um, this is how you break them, uh, or at least try to break them. Juan is uh, casually going to go get it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> We have solutions for the exact situation. So for true gamers, I think gamers are going to start looking towards hardware solutions. And because gamers are always, you know, they're keen to that.
0: This is what we wanted, um, but it makes things more complicated. And it means that we need to spend that little bit of extra time explaining these differences. If... True wireless audio is really going to survive in the market and start replacing what we use cabled audio and IEMs for. Yeah, yeah. then you need to have all of those different solutions, you need to have all of those different flavors. Everything needs, to, I mean, you need to have multi drivers, you need to have low yep. latency options, you need to have mm-hmm. proprietary radio connections, like you need to have a broader marketplace of all those pieces. So, this is actually. Happening. We do want this, but if someone's a gamer, they're not going to be happy with the Surface headphones. They're really not trying to play games like that.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's not a thing. But now, you know, in these little JBLs or in some of like the uh, the Bluetooth earbuds that are now supporting some of this lower latency, you can kind of get away with that. But if you're really serious about that acoustic experience, you got to go proprietary dongle or cable. Well, now I have a pair of earbuds with. Respectably good ANC and a proprietary mm-hmm. dongle that is shockingly on point. Like it's so immediate. I, I, it is I will say that's clearly different thing than the, Bluetooth.
1: Yeah, you know, but that was the thing about Soundcore. Their their focus was heavily on the low latency, not as much as on ANC. So they, the those don't have ANC. The VR ones. Um, They're really, originally, they were originally meant for the meta, for the for the Quest 2, for meta. Yeah. And, but it works, obviously, with any device that has audio output. I use it with my PlayStation. Sure. I use it with my Steam Deck. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it, you know, you, again, it goes back to, you need to kind of research a little bit before picking up. There is no one-stop sh- one shop when it comes to audio. And yeah. it hasn't been for the longest time, even before we had the, you know, the wireless experience. So, what I see now, at least what I see coming into us at this point is... Good technology, better technology, more capabilities. I think the hour casting to me was the most exciting feature yeah. because I am one of those where people that go to the airports and there are like a thousand things going on, so much noise. I actually and I, I put on
0: headphones just to block it. I'm not even listening. To absolutely,
1: <laughs> I, I go with. So we, when we go to the theme parks, we go to different places. It's not that I don't like listening to. It. I just want to bring the. I want to bring yeah. the world down a few decibels.
0: Yeah, I got to take the. Put
1: yeah, I put them on ANC and I walk around and I'm able to have conversations normally. It doesn't it doesn't disrupt the experience. But if we're able to experience that, I mean obviously there's a there's an adoption obviously from the manufacturers, the TV. Uh, how do you communicate to people walking in which stream this is and know you know all of that good stuff. But I think Bluetooth LE is opened up a few, especially broadcast functionality has been really nice. The ability of sharing content. You know, we're watching a show on one phone, but we're able to share between three people listening to it. Right, that's really nice. I um, saw that on so, a
0: TCL, and it never made it to a more mainstream. Like that's a killer feature for a tablet. Oh my Every god! Every tablet yes. should have audio sharing, oh, no, no. And or
1: even or even a TV. Like build that into the TV. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Have yeah, if if you know if, if the family if half the family doesn't like listening to the other side watching a game, you turn on the game, you put the headphones. I mean, you can obviously hear the screaming people in the <laughs> right. on the couches, but it reduces the you know like wow everybody jumping in. Long story is it's exciting. Sound is doing really good. Uh, Snapdragon Connect also have covered a lot of good conversations going on with uh, just Fast Connect, the Wi Fi 7. Again, this is how I felt like Qualcomm didn't really let, uh, say too much Wi Fi 7, and MediaTek said everything Wi Fi 7. So it was like camp, yeah. depending on where you went. Uh, but Fast Connect, faster connectivity with you know, Wi Fi 7.
0: We, we had some really frank conversations with some folks at MediaTek talking about yeah. the 5G. Was the tone similar at Qualcomm where they're still trying to talk about 5G as if it will be the next big thing? Or are it they was, now trying to settle into a 5G is here and it's an accepted technology even though so many people still don't really have it?
1: Um, I think the way the, the sentiment here is a little bit different. It's more so we have 5G, we have good 5G. They brought Verizon and T-Mobile on stage to talk about their connectivity. Um, right. even t-mobile had their own little talk afterward at some point I think they're more so trying to focus um like you know they 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 covered you know some gaming experiences with 5g enabled uh, uh, options in there we didn't have specifically uh you know 5g conversations like it, they weren't trying to shove 5g in a every slide if they wanted to kind of like oh a well, 5g 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 it is where it is we are there I think to them when Qualcomm's brought it in, it's available, it's connected on every, almost every device. I don't think they have a SKU that comes out that it isn't 5G with the exception of, I think if they're going yeah. into Huawei, then that is sure. a something, a special thing. Um, so, yeah, no, it's different. I, I think MediaTek's approach is a little bit different because MediaTek is in modems more that are not even on their own devices. Like we talked about them when yeah. we were there. Remember, we had Intel on stage in that little round table or, you know, t- a talk that we were in. You know they utilize uh, MediaTek modems for their 5G connectivity on their PCs. So that that is something that I feel like MediaTek is a little bit more forward with because that's their business model. It's not just in home with mm-hmm. the SoC, but it's also the other components like they're in gaming monitors with the uh, you know with the controller that controls the variable rate, uh, the variable refresh rate on your display. You then realize that that was a MediaTek part. Right. All these things that you talk about, um, we learn so much. It's like you realize are like oh my god, it was already there. That's the, that's the feeling I get with with MediaTek, Qualcomm's trying to shift to the, we're here we we have it it's there the technology's strong enough we can do it, right. but we're trying to push it more. But it's also about the battery life. I feel like they're starting to realize that battery life is an, an important component. So that's why you know well, from an H Gen One Plus to an H Gen Two, it's not. Right. I don't feel like we're going to be like oh my god. I think you're pretty safe if you got the agent. So, uh,
0: that's the last thing, and Wait, we can kind of tie up our, our Qualcomm conversation here. Sure, Because sure. when when we were talking about those, you know how I love a good unlabeled bar graph in a media presentation. Oh, always. You know, presentation, yeah. They're always the best. But when Qualcomm was making their performance claims, and we heard some big ones. I mean, like in applied, uh, in, in applied benchmarking and in gaming situations, they were talking about like, what was it, a 35% uplift in CPU compute power and a 40% power reduction. And those numbers, numbers, again, I believe them in in their testing and how they, I don't think they're testing against the 8 Plus Gen 1. I think they're testing against the 8 Gen 1 and the 8 Plus Gen Uh... 1 was already roughly a 30 percent performance per watt improvement so a 40 percent power reduction is not an extreme (laughs) change exactly plus it's it's the reasonable change we should expect if we're comparing it against the eight gen one which could draw like over eight watts of power at full cpu load
1: and I think the the sentiment this year is a little bit different than what it was last year. And I spoke to them regarding the battery, the performance, the thermals, and so on. They were more like, well, this is something that the OEMs need to focus. This year, yeah. they brought... There's a the huge disconnect got,
0: between Qualcomm manufacturers and, and, what, yeah. and then users. Yeah. And,
1: then, and then they saw how it was basically handled and how things are, were basically kind of covered. I think that was the biggest thing for me. The, the, the focus on what, where they are this year is battery power, performance, low battery draw... Thermals were also another conversation that they had, uh, but yeah, I, and I think it, to to be kind of like honestly fair, I don't think it's fair for us to compare the A Plus Gen One where that the I don't feel like there's a lot of devices that sold with that SOC. That's the other thing. It came so late at the end of the year, very few. No, no, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm specifically but it's the covering, goodest one. It is the it's the better. But I have the, the goodest.
0: TK. This is the winner phone. I mean, we can all just it go is home. Only one. Only one can win. It can, be only, can, only, they can be, be only one. They can only one be one. Winner, yeah. Come on, Highlander. Get 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 let's get, get <laughs> hey, back. We here. are oh, two kings. <laughs> this podcast never it's gonna get monetized. I no, we'll love
1: it. Not even close. I I was gonna I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna just say that now and just cut it out.
0: But no no. So Gary oh, Gary and, and to help us in our conversation, Gary gave us some unlabeled uh, benchmarks. So I'm just gonna leave these on the screen. So you, so you can, can definitely see,
1: see that the the, the power numbers. draws on
0: the left. Uh, and yeah, no, the sorry, line the performance going on, the, up, le- yes, on the, the left. Performance on the left, then line going down, yes, and then the power comparison between. consumption. So, yeah, Th- and then you the have red all bar the data, the- pretty much right there. So yeah, so correct,
1: yeah, as you can see, the charts don't
0: lie. <laughs> yeah, it's the numbers the don't lie. We just the won't tell you great. what the numbers are.
1: Yeah, no, no. But so, with that being said, though, seriously, I think TSMC jumping into the game, I feel like is it is has been for no again a game changer but anyways it, yeah. it really brought in what we originally wanted Qualcomm to do even if taking a year to kind of take just figure things out it makes for sure. sense for for samsung to try to figure out their process their the manufacturing process because samsung just at the time just did not care i mean there was no i mean they could have tried to improve things and then obviously they lost the the, the entire process over to tsmc on in that but what I would love to see at this point in, in, in reality, as far as performance is again that sustainable performance, and hopefully when we see OEMs implemented, like the Xiaomi did great. Uh, we saw the yeah. the ROG Phone Six with the Dimensity nine thousand plus. Did really well. That was a be- that's a beast. But that's again that's what gaming phones do. Um, when we start seeing flagships running these SoCs, we want to be able to see some of those experiences put in there. Um, Oppo, uh, you know, did talk about that. But what I wanted to kind of talk at the last thing before we leave the SoC. It sure. is crucial that companies don't try to, like, because when you set the whole experience, like, you know, you have your headphones, you go to the game, you just switch over to your phone, you do all of that. You know, yeah. it's weird but like, some OEMs like to reinvent things, okay? Yeah. They, they take technology and they, they rebrand it, they change it, they put a little bit into it. So one of the biggest things that you will hear if you've ever been to an Unpack, which I've been to a few uh, they never refer to Snapdragon. It's never this is a Snapdragon processor.
0: No, no, no. it's a we have processor. the most advanced five. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, but if they're going to the refer project.
1: to the manufacturer, it's referred to as the Qualcomm processor. Which one? It's the Qualcomm processor. It's the better, the the gooder, the one that does everything. Yeah. So um, it, this is where I, I feel weird, like because you know Samsung is goes out of their way to the brand things a little bit different, and that can make confuse mm-hmm. people because they oh, don't yeah. know. And if you benchmark an Aplus Gen One, which is one of the reasons why I chose this device, non-plugged into power, you're getting below like 980 on the on Geekbench. I'm not saying it's a good number. I'm just saying that it is it is so flat out thorough throttled. They're so worried yeah. about the phone to warm up that they're bringing it down to pre 865 numbers just yeah. so that I mean, and you don't even you wouldn't notice it except for when you try to do like heavy lifting and you're trying to render yeah. and so on.
0: Which is kind of but, the point of having a mini tablet in your pocket. is that you? Yeah. Like to do when, when
1: you want to run yeah. LumaFusion, I bought LumaFusion to run on this. It, it it runs and it works great. I connected to my PC just to be able to get a bigger canvas. But at the end of the day, yeah, we need to be more mobile. You need to be able to create content. Again, I shoot the X70 Pro Plus. I edit, I produce, I upload from there because that's how comfortable I am with that medium. Yeah. It's there. But, you know, we got to have a consistency in naming so that we don't get... Like, it's purposely confusing people. So that was what I wanted to leave with. It's like, we need naming conventions. We need to be better. Um, And I think we... And
0: and what we've seen from the Galaxy S10 era on is Samsung buying a certain... Market position through enormous advertising. Oh, yeah, space. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they bought AKG
1: at some point and now everything is AKG. Well,
0: I mean, like yeah. in, in terms of acquisitions, sure, but I mean, like following the Note 7, that was like 10 to 12 billion dollars a year in marketing, right? Yeah. Samsung went hard. It's only over this last year that they walked it back. I think now they're mm. only at like two to three billion dollars a year for marketing. And at the same yeah, time, yeah. they've set these expectations. Consumers equate samsung with android i don't believe the s21 or s22 got the job done and now consumers have this because of the way that you're talking about there's no understanding of what goes on in your magic device and i can't blame consumers for that because that's a function of marketing so now they've tried the bestest android i might as well just go and try an iphone next and then i won't be bullied for my text message color you know like we're gonna lose that fight if we allow um, algorithm-based reviewing and marketing from major corporations like Samsung to just be the only educational uh, resources available to consumers, but that's that's a rant for one of my Monday morning shows. That'll, that'll be back
1: for you on Monday morning on the SGTQA right? on, um, also broadcasted on this channel as well for YouTube if yeah, you'd for like sure. to you know follow and subscribe on um, best so of, best our, of week. our week. Absolutely, um, and uh, oh, and coincidentally, yeah, we are still. I am still co. Co streaming on. Mm-hmm. I am like on the coattails wow. of the best of our week with the Android Bay because I, I don't want to skip a week. Sure. I just, um, we're, there's a lot here, going on day. and we're no, no, getting it, into the holidays. There, so. There's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, yeah, dang, man, next week. <laughs> Thanksgiving is next week. Yeah.
0: Our, our, our show and, lands and on Thanksgiving. We won't have Twitter apparently to share so, all of this. News yeah, so, okay, so what folks. happened there? there it's okay, crashing and burning. I go busy for one day with Qualcomm. <laughs> If I know you left. Be, you, you, you left so, the West Coast. You left the Pacific Time Zone for what one happened? day, and then the whole thing cratered. Basically, and I think everyone in the chat would agree with me on this. Uh, basically, you screwed us, TK. All right. I'm, so this I'm, is all on I'm, you, and I'm I feel sorry? you owe everybody in this chat a sincere, heartfelt YouTube. Let me sigh and do a headache thumbnail, and then hold on. Uh, oh, uh, sort of an uh, an unemotionally, a non-emotionally attached apology. I feel like everybody um, really deserves that from... I, I will say... I, 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 no, I didn't you start do it with on, the deep on purpose. Side, uh, and then you, you do I, a quick cut, because you have to, like, get your script ready for the next thing that you're gonna say. And then you go, we go hey, guys, um, you know, this one's gonna be really tough. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it's gonna be know, very tough. I, I didn't want to have to make a video like this. <laughs>
1: remember something i do like think, think it's always on youtube like i uh i didn't see this coming and uh, it, it was hard yeah,
0: barry johnson i had tk how could you leave us it's barry yeah. uh i mean I, uh, it was a tough decision i i it was a really tough decision i had to pick a, a social a media service to kill I threw, I threw a dart board. threw a dart at a dart board. Twitter. So last landed, night, I was I was, I was trying to get the show down. ready and, and everything, and I go over to
1: Twitter, and everybody <laughs> hashtag RIP Twitter. I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. yeah. i like, eh, did Elon put the plug or what? Did he just find the master button? He's like,
0: no, he 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 kind of did, but it wasn't anything as dramatic as like what the tweets were. You know, at, at this point, we is have the website.
1: That, yeah, yeah, I was gonna oh, say. Go did, did Twitter HQ actually close for the day? Is oh, that a, is that, was that? Okay, all, so that Not was Twitter cheap.
0: HQ. All of the Twitter campuses are locked down. So many people have committed uh, to leaving the company and the organization at this point because of Elon Musk's boneheadedness and his, like, I want to break and disrupt things. And no one at Twitter wanted to break what they'd built. So he put out an ultimatum uh, this week saying, hey, you okay. can either commit like a pure loyalty test. He has not described yeah. a plan. He has not described a future vision for Twitter. He's not given them any assurances as to what the the path moving forward is. It's all just yeah. been this blind ego. I'm going to fix it. And so you need to commit to me and show your loyalty and I'm going to say we're we're going back to hardcore startup mode. You're going to be working like 12 12 hour hour to 20 hour days, you're going to be in the office this whole time, you're never going to see your family ever again, or or we'll give you a three month severance.
1: That's so everyone, like, yeah, I'll take three months off. I'm going, oh my god, I hate that when people so 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 if everybody
0: and I don't believe the numbers are going to bear out completely like this because again, Elon did try to backpedal and try to walk some of it back, but right now. From, from where we were a month ago, where Twitter, I believe, yep. was capping somewhere around 7,500 employees in less than a month, if these numbers bear out, in less than a month, Elon Musk will have fired or driven away 88% of the Twitter workforce by the time all the dust settles. In less than a month, he is removed. Like, internal reports are saying they don't have a payroll service anymore. The people responsible for paying employees all took the offer to leave, and they don't even have people to verify, like, badge entry in some of their oh locations. Oh, my God, so even if this is so crazy. The office, okay. None of those systems work. I'm starting to see some of the instability on Twitter. So one of my favorite features of Twitter was if someone's just being a jerk, I could mute yeah. them. Mm -hmm. not and like i don't like stirring up the i blocked you because then that makes them feel like they won look i got under his skin so much that he blocked me but i loved muting because it was a quiet like i just don't want to see your crap anymore and i don't i don't need this to be a further exchange where other people are going to get involved sharing screenshots of me blocking you muting doesn't work on my account anymore so all of the accounts that i muted in the past and when i try to mute someone now that says they're they're muted, their shit still shows up in all of my feed, in all of my timeline. It's all of these little, you know, cracks and this attrition and this, you know, sort of degrading is what's Uh, going to bring Twitter down. No, I... uh, Okay. Crap.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I'll say that again. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Like...
1: What did you do? (laughs) Like, I just took (laughs) one flight... I'm not even outside of the U.S. i S I'm actually in <laughs> technically the U S
0: it was totally fine while we were in Sonoma. Cause we were still like in the Pacific in the new... time zone. We were hanging out together. Oh, Twitter was true. still functional.
1: And then I just go take a flight a little bit East, a
0: little bit smidgen so, yeah. to the so, left. So, so uh, here's yeah. the frustrating thing is because a number of our brethren and some really good friends of ours have been posting on yeah. Twitter, like her, her, isn't it so funny? People are talking about Twitter dying on Twitter. Jeez guys. <laughs> way to way to fail. And you're uh, like, you're an idiot we're if that's we're your supposed to go your to Instagram. Yeah, I'm supposed to go to Instagram something. and complain about Twitter. And, and, and Elon Musk has been stirring it up like, ha ha, Twitter usage has never been higher. And it's like, yeah, because everyone's here to see the train wreck. Not because you're really keeping engaged yeah, you're not new doing users. Yeah, they all want to see the world engagement. So So I, the thing uh, is, I woke up this morning and it wasn't that yeah. we couldn't go to Twitter.com. There is a twitter.com that exists and is technically functional. It's not enough to have a functional website on the internet. All of the confidence in the platform, all of the the faith that they'll iterate, that they'll improve, that they'll fix problems, that they'll address Mm -hmm. issues in communication, that they'll have a team of people that can that can root out and weed out disinformation. Everything that made Twitter a functional citizen journalism service before has completely crumbled. There is no faith in the platform. There is zero faith in the leadership. He has become the butt of every joke in Silicon Valley and across the tech sphere. And I'm not going to use Twitter. I'm not going to rely on it. I'm not going to put effort into it. Twitter is practically dead even though twitter.com remains somewhat functional and right now i don't believe they have a team if there was a concerted attack some denial of service attack some type of Mm -hmm. information stealing attack they don't have the capabilities false information information posting you know i mean right now is the perfect time for someone to try and steal a ton of user data they do not have the people in place to really safeguard the systems that protect your private information. If you've ever put money into Twitter or if you've ever done like ads on Twitter, if there's financial, if you just started paying
1: $8 a month for a check mark on Twitter, but yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Now would be the perfect time for someone to come around and rip off all of your information because I don't believe they've got the capabilities to stop a concerted attack on their infrastructure. That's what wow. we're really talking about. Twitter, yeah we shouldn't be trusting Twitter for anything right now because all we see is grotesque instability in leadership and grotesque and freakish instability in workforce. This is gonna, this could be a, a terrible and tragic recipe for a lot of people to get hurt, both yeah. both in just terms of like you know hey, my private information was stolen and now someone you know, ripped off my identity. But also for all of the people around the world that have used Twitter as a way to combat oppressive regimes, that information is now going to be much more accessible if they if they face a massive site wide compromising event.
1: It's dang, man. It, I mean, that it's is real bad. OK, so it is real like it's real bad. It's not just a trending. Um, it's scary. It's scary to see. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, and, and, and the fact that it became such a big part of our discourse, like a lot of conversations have been had there. Um, and it is typically the place you go to when everything else kind of crashes and doesn't work. You go to Twitter to complain about it. And it, it was kind of like, yeah. I, I understand the, the punt why you're complaining about Twitter on Twitter. But to go from buying a company to trying to joke about, bringing you know, it, let it sink in to just literally, you know, flushing it down the drain. Um, it's just, oh, my God. So I guess I'm going to go with Gary. I'm going to set up my uh, Mastodon account
0: tonight, uh, yeah. or today, actually. I I, we'll be I, on I am terrible at Mastodon. I have no idea how to use it well. Today's Follow Friday, so I'm going through the Follow Friday <laughs> links to try and find some people to follow. So um, as you're saying yeah, this, I'm going to be downloading Mastodon right now. <laughs> hold on. Let me... Let me um, like, I don't even know how to properly share. So I'm mastodon.sdf.org slash at some gadget guy but in most Mastodon services and clients if you search for at some gadget guy you should be able to find me Um, it's really interesting it feels like an earlier incarnation of Twitter if it had been decentralized so you have individual servers that are kind of like discord servers so you set up your account you set up your account but your username is persistent across multiple servers. So it feels like kind of the love child of discord and Twitter. And so no one server can ever be completely occupied or monopolized or monetized in, in a specific way. But I I picked a server. I know. I, yeah. I chose one that had a good user base, and when I was looking through just some of the conversation about different Mastodon servers, it seemed to be a decently reputable server with people that I wasn't going to hate. On that, is it server. the tech one? Is it under the tech influence section? Or the, I
1: guess I'll have to. I need to do more research. I didn't realize Mastodon. Has yeah, some I new mean, server.
0: this is this is what sucks about Mastodon is you kind of like, need to dig in. Uh, a little
1: bit. Uh, Of course, yeah, blurring
0: because it, it's not my face. Yeah, sorry. I, but, Either way, but okay. So I, I, we'll far, we'll talk more Mastodon. I'm, yeah, I'm super early. Like, I'm only following. Um, I'm only following ten people right now, and I'm just going through the main timelines on on uh, specific topics. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a huge uh, Android fan base on Mastodon. We we could create <laughs> that. We could start building that and having those kinds of conversations that we used to have on Twitter, in, in uh, on Mastodon. Yeah, and once you kind of get over that idea of segmented servers. It actually makes a lot of sense for how we do microblogging and how mm-hmm. we rely on those types of types of sites for microblogging. So right now it's refreshing. It, it's a nice change of pace. It's different, it's fun. I need to see what I can do for verification. Um, mm-hmm. I, they don't they, because it's different servers, you can't verify someone like you can on Twitter. But there are some other tricks that you can pull off for verifying websites. and I have a website, so I'm going to do that. And then from there, uh, you know, just find some groups, find some, find some people yes, that are going on. Like, yeah, 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 I, I and, just and I'm just signing up right nice. now just to kind of get the it, oh, It's it is, just kind of shrinking, shrinking things down. And it feels like a better version of Web 2.0 than what mm-hmm. Twitter had become. So even before Elon Musk and the way that Twitter was was trying to monetize, that was never going to be great. Web 2.0 was never really sustainable and let's make something cool and then let's figure out how to monetize it. Here on Mastodon, um, if you land in one server and you like how that server operates, I'm going to be supporting that server like I do contributions to Wikipedia or Mm -hmm. archive.org. I'm good with that. I feel like that's a much healthier way just to kind of keep some servers running and I don't have to worry about as much in my face, advertising or selling off of user data, and if the server ever changes every its business, every third tweet practice. is an ad. Yeah, sorry. Oh, even worse now because so many advertisers have pulled from Twitter. I'm getting oh, wait. the stupidest mall ninja bullcrap in my Twitter feed right now. I've got this one <laughs> ad that just keeps popping up. It's a it's a collapsible uh, it's... baton. It's like a daredevil oh. baton, and it's this guy like I can even break an aluminum baseball bat with my collapsible baton. And you're like, that's who's advertising on Twitter now. Twitter is not fetch. Fetch is never going to happen. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh, is this is really bad if that's who's advertising on Twitter. I'm not seeing, hold on a second, I'm not actually seeing ads. Hold but, on. But oh, this is, if, yeah, yeah. if, <laughs> I if a see server that before, on Mastodon starts pulling some crap, you can move to another Mastodon server. You can take yeah. your account from one server pull that data and recreate your account on another server and your username should follow you. This stuff is complicated. It's not as easy as Twitter, but I like this vibe a lot better. It, 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 it borrows some good ideas from Reddit. It, it, it mm-hmm. kind of was ahead of some good ideas from discord and yeah. it's starting to replicate what I liked about Twitter style conversations <laughs> And they're not focused on weird things. If I want to go and have an audio conversation, I can fire up my Clubhouse account again. I'm not going to miss Twitter spaces. It really wasn't a big hook for me. And now I've got a social media site free of advertising with a good amount of modularity that I can control and mm-hmm. I even have longer posts. You have 500 mm-hmm. characters that you can play with on Mastodon. So it's it's twice as good as Twitter. So oh, my God. This challenge is really solid. I
1: remember when we had a more constrictive uh, Twitter, and then we went up to 250, and now 250 is still not enough. But, no, no I, I, I'm with you. I need to do a little bit more research on Mastodon. I'll be honest. I uh, my The extent of me just logging in right now and choosing the first tech server that I saw just to catch the TK Bay account. Yeah. Um just to get that kind of going in there.
0: But the But but also be patient because I believe over the last week they've gotten an influx of over six million new users. And these yeah. are all publicly funded it, 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 little servers that I will log into Mastodon and you can tell, oh, the hamster is running overtime <laughs> trying yeah, to yeah, get no these Mastodon it, posts out. I,
1: I think the overall perform the overall sentiment for me right now is wow like seriously it's a shock on how things can go from yeah. established to trash and like literally and i'm not calling twitter trash i'm just saying the experience of where we are um and surprisingly if i'm not mistaken i think it's even tesla's starting to get hit because it's association with elon so like even uh, tesla, tesla starting...
0: down eight percent this morning? yeah and
1: and, and it's Something not like because that? the it's not the car it's the association okay. with the founder so um I, I would, and I I feel would be SpaceX even surprised is probably SpaceX, I, in I was, line. I was about to say, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's literally like domino effect because now like Twitter hits and then it gets everything.
0: And see, but, Elon Musk can't rely on taxpayer funds for Twitter.
1: Again, yeah. there's going to be
0: a big boon for Tesla because I believe California DOT is going to be electrifying some of their fleet and they're going to buy a bunch of Teslas. So Elon Musk gets to benefit from taxpayer dollars, even though he hates paying taxes. Taxes are so mean. I'm moving to Texas. I was was about
1: to say, he he sells the cars to California and then he goes to Texas.
0: Yeah. Then SpaceX only exists because of government contracts. That means money from our taxes goes to the government. The government says, Hey, we need rockets that can send things into space. So what does Elon Musk do? He starts doing Twitter advertising buyouts. There's a tier of Twitter advertising called the Twitter takeover, and it's roughly 250 or $300,000 of advertising a day. And so SpaceX money is going into Twitter advertising At the takeover level, which means our tax dollars are going into SpaceX, getting funneled over to Twitter just to kind of help float Twitter and make it look like they're making money on ads. It is such a shell game, and he needs ruthless regulatory examination at this point. I don't want my money that should be going to rockets and keeping rocket travel safe going into floating an egocentric narcissist's bad business deal with Saudi investors on a social media platform. That is not a good use of my tax dollars.
1: No, I, I, yeah, no, oh man, okay, this is...
0: (laughs) It's real bad.
1: He he does not have
0: this much ability to, on a whim, affect so many industries, so many people, and literally he can destabilize governments with a platform like this.
1: God, well, not just governments, but people—people people that rely to for the, the ability to speak yes. against said governments. Um, yeah. Oh my god. This is okay. This is
0: yeah. This is uh, Michael Corcoran. Again, nobody gets more welfare from the U.S. government than Elon Musk. <laughs> he is well, the uh, ultimate he's on. welfare Karen. He's, he is he, he at picked, the top he picked, of the list. the
1: right. He he picked the right account. He, he picked the right account. <sighs> I was I'm seeing I don't know if you know Texpert uh the UK creator yeah. I'm just watching him go down to get breakfast right now it's it's
0: good funny say, Hey we were hanging he's, out with him uh, in
1: Sonoma No no I know it, it, but he he literally like as I was seeing him he was like going into the
0: section to say hey
1: i would i would have to scream over everybody i don't know the problem
0: is we can't uh, we can't tell because you are in a bokeh blur i gotta okay hold on and the thing is the bokeh is done on on device this is
1: not Streamyard. i'm not doing it this is purely uh the the surface doing it's supposed to do its thing although the audio didn't seem to turn on because I wanted it to be super hyper-focused, like as if I'm in a room, right. but in reality, I'm actually in... So, I, I've been enjoying I get out of frame, the,
0: the bird call. I think that's been delightful. Uh, nope,
1: it doesn't. It does no. everything. Okay.
0: No, let me see okay. if I can the see... The bokeh what... is, is unescapable. So. It,
1: it is. It, it is. Hold on. Video general... No, actually, it would be on camera. It wouldn't be somewhere else. A surface front camera... No. <laughs> they, I don't even have an option. I'm trying to get the off bur- ah, Okay, hold on. Settings. Oh, you know what? Maybe it is in the camera app. Let me see here. <laughs> Are you guys seeing the back of the table yet, or no?
0: Oh, I, I, I just heard some garbled audio. I don't know. If... Yeah, yeah. Everything. is going to on the camera. On my side. Uh... Sorry. Auto. Uh,
1: Flipper. Touch. Okay. No. Oh, yeah, I, I, sorry, I opened up a camera app. My mistake. Uh, I apparently hit the limit. I don't know if I'm back. Am I? Am I back? You're. Or you're, not? you're.
0: Yeah. You're coming back. Hold on. Say. Say something else.
1: One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, seven.
0: No. Okay. Still Jarvis. So now if I messed what, up. What the I'm stream. seeing. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know if anyone else in the stream is seeing this. What What Streamyard is showing me is there is now like an almost full second delay between your video and your audio so you your video is well ahead of your audio okay. so hopefully that all just kind of resyncs me, okay, and kind of covers but the face zoom i'm hoping or, or, way I'm, so like you moved it and it went okay and it was like way more dynamic than what we've seen so you know it's pretty great oh hey it's following me yeah uh yeah, yeah it, it's doing now, the my, framing i think correctly. mine's mine's yeah oh. kind of at its limit so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not as, yeah, yeah. I'm not as mobile as you are. Video, I'm on a tighter you lens lack. than okay, I way usually to go. use. So I can't, I can't Way to go, TK, to go, TK messing it up. Okay, hold on, hold on, let me see here. Oh, I, I You just popped for me. It looks like you're better back. So anyway, um, we should probably yeah. just start wrapping this up too, because, you know, like, especially with the, the, the end of the Qualcomm event there, you probably have some other things that you want to get to. Um, There's a little, yeah, a few more videos been, I, I got to push out today and some, hopefully tomorrow and Monday. I mean, we made it through Techtober. I'm still behind on finishing videos from Techtober. And it seems like just rolling right into the end of the year, um, these companies are keeping the pressure on. I mean, Android 13 updates just hit all of my BBK branded phones. Um, I shouldn't say branded, BBK built phones um one pluses say, yeah. and IQs are now rocking android 13 i've got to follow up on that i'm still on sony watch my experience has not gotten android 13 yet and uh we i've got a couple sponsored videos that i can't talk about but my next e-bike video i'm hoping to have out after thanksgiving i mean it's just a lot a lot is happening which is pretty exciting
1: no, I, and, and similar for me, I have like a, I have a, I, I do have one sponsor video, hopefully will go, go up either Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Um, the overall, like I have, I still, I want to, I want to kind of like summarize everything I, that I've gone through here at the summit. So I'm going to be putting out that video hopefully tomorrow. Um, yeah. and, um, there is, I'll, I'll say this, uh, we're going to have a lot more specific conversations of why the HN one or the HN two's performance is good at sometime early next okay. week. Um, and okay. so that conversation, hopefully, so not that I can't, that I don't want to, it's just, as I kind of hinted at the beginning, I can't really talk about that yet. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to say that this entire stream, although we were, you know, uh, we had a little bit of an audio thing, uh, I did, I was able to bring the battery down to 51% on the, on the surface at that we were right. Wait a minute, on you 5G. were fully
0: charged at the top of this?
1: I was, fu- I was fully charged, eh, like 98, mm-hmm. I, not, not like super 100. Yeah, but 100. I mean,
0: I, topped off. Reasonably, you would but basically, you are saying you were fully topped off.
1: Absolutely. So if I was to take this and walk outside, um, where, again, the battery for me, not using video, but it was mostly just being on, yeah. you know, connectivity on and off there, lasted me about a day and a half. This one about an hour an hour and 50 minute live well, stream does tech, we'll we'll tax before we system, were broadcasting
0: we were almost at what like an hour 20 cuz we jumped on about 5 minutes oh oh yeah 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 we did So yeah so it's pretty good it's still an hour it's 20 pretty decent. All on battery on 5G
1: on 5G and i'm not it's only 50% and i still i know i can go all the way the rest of the day without having to charge it um so with that being said i will save this there's a lot of things, a lot of conversation happened this week. Last week we had another co- uh, more conversations. There's going to be more coming up because we're now going to start seeing, hopefully, the OEMs jumping in, start announcing. Because I'm pretty sure Xiaomi's going to jump in somewhere and say we're releasing the first and- one and it's available in China tomorrow. Uh, type yeah. of a thing, uh, yeah, like, like every. Uh,
0: year. But we we had our 2023 phone out in December of 2022. What's
1: yeah, Xiaomi? Yeah, yeah. No, no, and. I I just, my thing is, I want to start seeing how the, how, how do, how will it be managed? How will it be implemented? What are the cooling, the solutions, the optimizations done? There's a lot of things that we see in this device. Uh, The, you know, the improvements that we see are definitely great. We have 64 bit and 32 bit support somewhat. And depending on the architecture that you're looking in, it's not truly full 64 yet. That's a big fight for
0: me is, is yeah, it's like, is it going to matter? You're leaving one toe
1: in the, yeah, you're leaving literally like right? a toe in the pool just to kind of like
0: it's just so the
1: the the end of the day, what we're looking at is an exciting experience. Cancer is it basically it gets better every time we get an update to it. Qualcomm definitely jumping in head first, as well as MediaTek this time. It's it's, it's a little bit of a race, um, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how this is going to be benefiting us as users. Uh, ray tracing, For the sure. last thing I did want to kind of touch base on. My yeah. exciting part was to see a, a confirmation from OPPO that they're going to try to focus on a 720p 60 frames per second um, resolution gameplay for an extended amount of time with ray tracing. And that was, a, for me, was a big statement that I didn't hear last week from MediaTek. Of what yeah. is the frame rate? What are you trying to do? What sure. is the what can you guarantee? And that's good. I don't. I'm not expecting ray tracing to run at 120 yet. This is again, we see that on the PC side. Right. So, long story short. Um, you know, this week again we're doing this. Hopefully, we'll find an, uh, an understanding for next week because again, next week I think you're going to be. I don't. Well, we'll have to see. I, I'm hoping i will yeah. back home. I'll see that. We've we'll got have to figure out
0: family things. obligations. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's but a of the time. Another location shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, Black Friday. We're... Hooray. <laughs> Um,
1: but yeah so with that being said i want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us and taking time of your friday i keep wanting to say saturday of your friday with us um a lot of conversations going on uh i typically would have said we'll talk with you guys on twitter but i mean okay uh (laughs) maybe you can i'm still there maybe Uh, i don't know i'm I'm there
0: collapsing all around me but you know while while we still have it we can point you over to mastodon so i some gadget guy on Mastodon, I'm, and let's let's make an Android community there flourish. Let's build it there.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and at least, you know, keep, it, keep conversations going. So um, sure. hopefully next week will be a better week. Make sure to check out one on his show on Monday for the STTQA. And, of course, uh, you know, we'll try to have another stream for you guys. We, we will figure out timing on that. That will be my own thing. We'll figure out the timing. We'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, with that being said, from Maui. Although it doesn't look and like from it. Uh, sunny Southern California. It does look like it. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't yeah, yeah. Uh we'll see you guys next week for the best of our week and the Android Bay. Yeah, I don't know how to end this one, but thank you very Happy much. Happy holidays. We'll Goodbye. Happy holidays. <laughs> <Goodbye. laughs> <laughs> Take care everybody. Bam.